0: Hello and welcome, friends, to Inside the Writers' Cafe. I'm Cheryl Mason. Groucho Marx once said, "Outside of a dog, a book is man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read." Well, our show is all about books and authors. Not only do we feature the hottest authors, but we'll also introduce you to exciting new authors talking about themselves and their latest book. Love, War Crimes, and the intrepid Vienna Police Inspector Karl Marbach all play their part in the novel Between Two Worlds. Former SS Major Stephen Koss is confident that he can find and deliver Dr. Hans von Hossler, who's a prominent Nazi war criminal. While searching for von Hossler, Koss learns that Vienna Police Inspector Karl Marbach is also in Vienna. Marbach and Kos join forces to pursue Dr. Von Hossler. During the chase, Marbach is severely wounded. Will koss accept his former lover, even though she's badly scarred from the war? What happens when Marbach meets the feisty female American doctor? Is it love, or is it war? Stay tuned for the answer to these questions and more. Dr. Tom Joyce's resume includes taking ex-Nazis to Frankfurt, Germany for Nazi denazification, as well as working in the Ohio jails, the Ohio penitentiary, and having a Ph.D. from Cornell University, where he's taught classes in criminology and sociology. Tom, it's a pleasure to have you today, and we're going to talk about your book, Between Two Worlds. Thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thank you. This is the second of three novels in which the central character is Vienna Police Inspector Karl Marbach, and it takes place uh, in August of 1945, three months after the end of the war in Europe. Good. And the two main characters in this novel are Stephen Kass, who is a former SS major and still... Is, is is very supportive of Adolf Hitler even after the war is over, and uh, and Karl Marbach, who is a Vienna police inspector, and he he likes Stephen Kass, he connects with him, but he's troubled by the connection, the 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 uh, affinity that Stephen Kass still has for Nazism.
0: And Uh, you told me earlier when we were talking that you spent a year in Vienna yourself back in the 60s. Right. And and you said that you were surprised at the number of people who still had that same affinity for Nazism and for Hitler, even 20 years after the war was over.
1: Right. Uh, I was sort of a garrulous person, uh, and I am Irish. Uh, and uh, I would uh, meet with various Austrian people, and after they got to know me and became comfortable with me, they'd end up saying things like, "Adolf Hitler, you've got to really understand him. It's awful the way the Americans and the British and everybody make him out to be such an evil man." <laughs> Made a lot of mistakes. wow. That didn't make him evil. Wow. That's, a, that's what they would tell me, and I was trained enough that I I went with the flow. There wasn't any i, I didn't want to have these people exclude me from their contact i wanted I, I, I wanted to learn how did these people uh, uh, accept Hitler and Nazism and the awful things that were done to Jews uh, and there were worse things done to Jews in Vienna than probably any city you can imagine
0: and I think what you 've done is bring that knowledge that insider knowledge that you gained as a result of spending time in Vienna yourself and getting to know real people who live in Vienna to your novels. And you've done that with this one. And Stephen Koss actually is trying to buy goodwill from the Americans in this novel. He's, he's, He's going to deliver a physicist. Dr. Hans von Hassler, who was a, a major war criminal.
1: Yes. And Hassler, I think, is a, he was a very prominent... It's based on a, a combination of some real characters in Austria and in Vienna. Hostler in this novel, is defined as a prominent physicist who was also a Nazi war criminal. And... Uh, He tries to cultivate his contacts with the Americans, and he hopes that they are going. If if he can, uh, uh, if he can capture Doctor von Hostler for them and deliver Hostler to them, uh, he he thinks the Americans will put him on his way to a good new life, maybe even take him to the United States. And in point of fact, by the end of the novel, that is what happens. He. Um, he, there is a parade for him in New York City. And the reason for that is that he has delivered Hossler, the very famous Nazi scientist, to, to the Americans. And they have it in New York. They didn't need much excuse for parades in those. They, <laughs> uh, they, they have a parade for uh, uh, Haas. Haas. Uh, he is. A, I, I put a lot of stock in him. He, um, he's got a lot of good qualities. He's very intelligent. He's brave, uh, but he's still tainted with all that Nazism.
0: Well, and we also have in this novel two parallel love stories. One involves Stephen Koss and Anna Krasny. And then for the first time, we see Karl Marbach with a love interest that later becomes his wife, Dr. Pamela Green. So you've actually taken this post-war Vienna and you're showing us captures of Nazi war criminals, but you've also overlaid two war love stories. Tell me about Stephen Cross and Anna Kronsky.
1: Uh, Stephen Kass um, uh, loved her back uh, in, d- during the World War II period. And he, w- when he showed up in Vienna, he'd been with the Russian army for three years. And when he showed up in Vienna, he learned that Anna was still around, uh, that she, she had uh, managed to survive all the awful stuff. He did hear that she had been injured, but he, he didn't realize how badly or what kind of injury. It turned out uh, that when he went to see her in the hospital, she had a lot of burns on her face and on her hands and arms. And he was frightened by this. A brave, tough guy who would seen a lot of war and everything else nevertheless was um, uh, appalled to see this woman that he loved. Uh, with scars all over her face and her arms, and uh, he uh, uh, fled the hospital and gave up on her. He wouldn't go to see her again. Again, I was just trying to get at what his character was and what uh, this man, who was brave and smart and tough, uh, uh, had been totally in love with a woman, and he uh, totally repelled her when he wow. saw how badly injured she was.
0: And, you know, I think that that's probably, Tom, a picture of reality, not yes. only from the male side, but probably from the female side as well.
1: Would you agree? Well, I'm glad that you you that, that you that say that uh, women are as bad at this as men.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it's got to be so hard to see someone that you were in love with and all of a sudden they're not that person because let's face it the incident that damaged them so badly would also have to change them perhaps as a person and could you be a big enough individual yourself to be able to embrace that new person that sort of is the person you knew but not quite i think that takes a lot from another individual
1: yes And it can be just just the ordinary activity of aging. Aging can can have that effect.
0: Good. Now, Anna is a patient of Dr. Pamela Green, and you made her very interesting. She's a Jewish surgeon, but she's serving in the Royal British Medical Corps. And so she's a, a burn doctor, and that's how she really meets Anna.
1: And well, as a result, he, the important thing is that she, uh, in 1942, women doctors could not get commissions in the American military.
0: Wow, really?
1: And uh, that's a fact, and that's discussed in the in the novel. And uh, w- w- she wanted to get into service, and she knew that the she you knew she was a good doctor. She'd been a doctor for twenty years. She was in her forties. Uh, she she'd been a very good doctor, and she wanted to give her services. And she couldn't get, she couldn't do it in the, with the American military. So she did what uh, I accidentally in uh, doing all of my research. I identified a, a dozen or more. American women doctors that had joined the Royal British Medical Corps, and that was a fact. I found that in a uh, one of the journals, and they identified the women by name, and they told how these women had joined the Royal British Medical Corps, even though they were Americans, and they had served, and some of them had served them with great distinction. Uh, and that, and I gave Anna uh, the. Uh, I think for serving with distinction, she got the, uh, a medal just a little bit below the Victoria Cross.
0: Wow! And to a, in 2015, oh. it's awfully hard to think about that, isn't it? To to think that they would not let women doctors serve.
1: <laughs> isn't it? Fun? And 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 to realize I'm, I, that that was done to women, to women yeah. doctors, that they, they 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 weren't given the opportunity uh to, to to practice their profession.
0: Amazing. Well that's how she meets our hero. That's how she meets Carl Marbach. Yes. Is that that she's working in this British burn unit and he winds up meeting her there.
1: Right. Uh and uh they connect almost immediately uh, and they they fall in love and they get married.
0: And that's a wonderful ending to that love story, only it's only the beginning because you carry them through in some of your other books that we're going to talk about on future shows.
1: Well, the very end of that book, uh, he's going off with uh, Anna and uh, Stephen Kass uh, is... Uh, going to the United States, going to New York City, where there's going to be a big parade in his honor. And that's how the book ends. He really uh, grooves on this notion about being celebrated in an American parade in New York City. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and read some of the newspapers like I did, there were any number of very similar uh, examples of people from France, from Austria, from Germany, uh, that um, uh, would go to the United States and they'd have parades for them.
0: I was curious about an incident that you have in the novel, and I wondered if this was real. Um, Marbach says that in, and I do not speak German, so please forgive my pronunciation, Therstenstadt that he heard a speech by a, a gentleman named Rabbi Leo Barak. And the words that, that are quoted in the novel is that we stand before our God, we bow to him, and we stand upright and erect before human beings.
1: Right, that man it, is a real human being, and uh, let's get his names correct. It's Rabbi please. Beck.
0: So B A E C K is pronounced Beck, yes, Beck in German. Okay, thank you.
1: And he was a very, uh, a very fascinating character. He, uh, uh, he is uh, uh, just one of the most admirable characters that you'd ever hear about. He, um, uh, at the end of the war, he. Uh, went uh, uh, and uh, got connected with the American Red Cross and they took him to a um, uh, one of the extermination camps and he helped with that and um, uh, he, uh, he he uh, uh, Developed a very close contact with uh, uh, Karl Marbach, and he uh, uh, he also he and Marbach discussed the subject of honor. And
0: um, he really had a very, very strong effect on both Dr. Pammy, as you call Dr. Dr. Pam Green, and Marbach. He had a very strong effect on both of them. And that's actually... The,
1: the, uh, Rabbi Beck was just great. He One of his uh, quotes uh, that Marbach uh, committed to memory and used it in a very important scene toward the end of the novel in which uh, rabbi beck is quoted as saying a person's honor is not bestowed by another each person's honor comes from what in their life is inviolable and pure plain and upright life must be of reserve which is the mark of inner strength our honor is our honor before god it will endure alone we stand before our god we bow to our god and we stand upright and erect before human beings. That was a, that was a quote from Rabbi Beck that uh, Marbach had picked up because he went to several of the uh, conferences and meetings that Rabbi Beck had attended. And that was one of uh, uh, Rabbi Beck's things. We bow to our God and we stand upright and erect before human beings.
0: Tom, I think you've really done a masterful job in weaving the realities of post-war Vienna and the fictionalized characters of Dr. Pammy Green and Marbach and Anna and Stephen Koss. I think you've done a really, really good job of oh, weaving, I don't, I don't, weaving well, all well, that well, together. Thank. Let's let our listeners know that they can go to amazon.com and they can pull up the book the book search feature and they can put in between two worlds by Thomas Joyce click on that and your book will come right up and they can see the cover, and they can click on the look inside. And there's a really nice excerpt on Amazon that they can go and read. Is there somewhere else that they can get hold of the books?
1: I think it's in several different kinds of bookstores, and you can go to uh, you can go into internet. And uh, for this book, unfortunately, I I I am identified as Thomas Joyce, and the other two or three things that I've written I'm always identified as Tom Joyce but that was just a mis, uh, misunderstanding so it's Thomas Joyce between two worlds
0: and I want to thank you for taking time to talk with us today this has been so interesting because you've got such an insider view of this thank you so much for taking time today and I'm sure our listeners enjoyed it
1: thanks a lot goodbye
0: Our time is up, and we'd like to thank you for yours. Remember, pick up a good book and read.